Church as we begin this new series, The Transforming Power of Prayer. Amen. And dotted within this sermon will be Israel stuff. You, you'll, you'll catch it. Say that with me. The transforming power of prayer. The thought today that I want to come even from this subject matter is going to be we can call God our Father, Abba. Just say Abba. Abba. <clears throat> I thought I knew what that word meant until I got over there and I saw what the word meant. I thought I understood the, the, the definition. I can look it up and, and it would translate father, but, but when you see something, <laughs> it, it transforms. It's a revelation of not just how to say it, but what it means. I hope today that you would see this with me. Reading from Ephesians chapter 1, beginning in verse 15, reading out of the Amplified Bible. Uh, I'm going to read it in such a way of how originally it was written because in this part of Ephesians, there is no commas or period. Paul gets caught up in the writing and, and he just writes, just... It's almost like he can't, he, he got too much to say to catch his breath. <laughs> it's like he don't take a pause. He just, he just get called up. You know what I'm talking about? For this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love towards all the saints, the people of God, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, for I always pray to God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, that he may grant you a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the insight into the mysteries and secret into the deep, intimate knowledge of him by having your eyes of your heart flooded with light so that you can know and understand the hope to which he has called you how mm, how rich he is his glorious inheritance in the saints that he has set apart ones and so that you can know and understand what is the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his power in and for us who believe as demonstrated in the working of this mighty strength which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in heavenly places far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named above every title that can be conferred not only in this age but in the world and also in the age in the world that are to come and he has put all things under his feet and has appointed him the universal and supreme head of the church a headship exercised through the church which is his body the fullness of him who feels in all all in all for in that body lives the fullness of him who makes everything complete who feels everything everywhere with himself amen <laughs> That's a mouthful right there. Father, even now. Father, even now. Father, even now. Father, move Tracy out the way and allow there to be a shine of glory to fall fresh on us. Allow there to be a mantle of preaching that will just take over that I may expound and explain that which you want us to see today. Thank you for the privilege of prayer. Thank you for the privilege that, Father, that, that, that you made the way clear that we may come boldly to your throne. Lord, not based on us, but based on Jesus. Even now, Lord. Even now, Lord. 
even now. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. The book of Ephesians is probably one of my favorite books. It takes us to the height of what Christ has done for us, the privilege, the, the doors that are open. It helps us to understand who we are in Christ Jesus right now. <laughs> right now. Right now. It is, it is letting us know that positionally, that regardless where you started from, when you are in Christ Jesus, that your past has been erased. That no matter what the devil has done to keep you down, his power has been stricken. That there's power and there's authority in being a Christian. That you don't have to live beneath your privilege. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 y'all need to think with me today. Y'all need to think with me today. That, that most of the time, we don't really see who we are. And if you don't know the benefit package that come with your salvation, you won't take advantage of what God has already done. Listen, he don't have to do anything else. It's already done. Your victory has already been won. Your blessings have already been given. The problem is, the problem is because we don't know the authority and the position and what has been done, we don't know to go get it. Prayer, 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 prayer is your connection. And, and it's funny that, that, that we're talking about prayer, but prayer is so important in the Christian life and we still feel so inadequate about prayer. We, 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 we wonder if we're doing it right, if we're doing it wrong. Why, well, are we what this and how to pray and what to say? And, and, and we just miss it because, because, because we have allowed us to get in the way. <laughs> Somehow we have gotten to the place that we think that we have to reach some type of level in order to get in contact with God. But God's not asking us to come up to him. God has come down to us. And even with this open door policy, even with the privilege of Christ has made the way, many of us do not take advantage of communion with our Father. One of the things that God showed me over in Israel is Israel, even though most Jewish people don't know Christ as a Messiah, they still follow by ritual many of the Old Testament things. And the Sabbath is on Saturday. And what it turns out to be is family day. Come sundown Friday night to sundown Saturday, Everything is almost closed, and, and, and you don't work. And one of the things that happened in the hotel that we were at, all these families and children came from everywhere, and children running through the halls and running in the... And what they did is they said, well, we're going to go to the hotel so the wife don't have to cook, and it's free day. We, when we was going through a part, it was just amazing how you said fathers with their children. You just saw that it's ingrained within that culture that the father know I am the leader, I am the head, I am. You know, we were at this one place, and was this little boy somewhere between the ages of one and two, not much more, and. And he was surrounded by his, his mom, by his sisters and brother. And he was saying, Abba. Uh, uh, he was, you know what? He was disturbing everything and he didn't care. He was calling his father. Mom went over, tried to comfort him. He, no, Abba. I heard her say, uh, he, wants, he wants his father. The father was standing about two feet away talking to somebody, and the little boy was walking around, Abba! Right. 
was determined to get his dad's opinion. Now, his dad's legs was right there, but the Abba, the father quit talking to an adult, and I saw the father walk over to him, and he bent down to the level of his son. The son came over, reached up, put his hands on his face with a pacifier in his mouth. And the tone of his voice changed. And it was, Abba. And the look on the little boy's face was, I'm now satisfied because my Abba has come down to me. If I go into the Greek and I translate Abba, Abba means father. But if I go into the Greek, there's another word, pater, P-A-T-E-R. It also means father. So some teaching erroneously say that Abba means father. But you know, there are so many things lost in translation. Let me explain. Isaac, who has to be a genius, he was our Jewish tour guide. And this guy can tell you the stories of the Old Testament, New Testament, going to the history, quoting Josephus, who was a historian at that time. I mean, this guy was bad. I mean, but he'd been taught to recite, to remember. he make his money by remembering. They said he got another foul on Europe and the Renaissance and the paintings and all that. And this guy knows this stuff like running water. He don't stop talking. And you're sitting there saying, how in the world does he remember all these dates, all these things? And, and, it, and it's, just, it's just in him. It's just in him. Well, 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 Isaac may know the English language. He speaks real good English, but he speaks it phonetically correct. Which means that there's some words that he is sounding out and he's right by the way you're supposed to pronounce it. But us who use the English language don't say it like that. <laughs> so there were some words that he would say and we say, say what? <laughs> now hold on. Does he know English? Yes. He probably know it the most, better than most of us, okay? He knows it from the book. He knows how to sound out words and how it's supposed to be sound. But he doesn't have a living, working knowledge of being in the United States and how we have mispronounced words that now that's just the way it is. We know it. So when he says it the right way, we all said, that's not how you say it. <laughs> Guess what? He was right and wrong at the same time. Though from the Greek translating Abba from father may be technically right, it's not right in a working knowledge because Abba, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me see if I can make this clear. The baby is growing and about ready to say the first word and mom and dad both are hoping they say their name first. <laughs> Is the baby going to say, mama's waiting, and the baby is about ready to say something? And can you imagine a baby saying, mother? <laughs> what? <laughs> can you imagine the father waiting, and the baby first word, that, that Google, father? <laughs> what? Why are y'all laughing? Because that is not 
the first words that a baby knows their father and their mother as. They know their mother and father as mama, dada. There's an intimacy to it. There's a closeness to it. It is the words that a little child says to the mom and dad. Well, I saw this little boy say, Abba, I said the trend, I don't care what the Greek translation is, it is not in real life, father, it is closer to dada. And Romans chapter 8 tells us that we have not been given the spirit of fear, but we have been given the, fear, the, the spirit of adoption. Wherefore, we call out Abba. Amen. It is the little child that first utterance of calling their dad by name, the intimacy the, the helplessness, the dependency, not grown, not, not, not independent, but totally, I need you, totally, you're my, when that little boy was calling out, nothing else could satisfy him. He didn't want his mama, he didn't want his brother and sister, and he kept on calling Abba until Abba showed up. The funny thing is, Abba was standing two feet away. But the problem is, from that little baby's point of view, all he could see was the feet and the leg. Do you know what he wanted his dad to do? To come. You know what's wrong with our prayer lives? We think that we got to come up to God. Instead of expecting God to come down to us, we try to come to him as though we're grown folks. But, the, but to our father, it's not that. It's the, it's the language of a little child that is calling out to his daughter, saying, daughter, I need you. You see, we don't come to him because we are so powerful or we have done everything right. You don't come with your list saying, look what I did. No, you come saying, I need you. I just need to know you with me. I just need to know you're here. I just need to know you hear me. You are my Abba. It is not the grown child language. It's the small child language. When the last time you called and not asked him for what you wanted in the physical, but because you just in need, you realize that he's your all in all. Listen to Paul. This prayer that Paul prays, listen to what he says. He said, for this reason, what reason? Because I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love towards all the saints, the people of God. I do not cease. Uh-huh. You know, somewhere or another, and, and, and it depends on what type of prayer it is, we have come to the place of thinking that all we have to do is just pray once. For some prayers, when you're standing on a promise and your faith has been built up, for that promise, you maintain your faith and thank God because in your spirit, you know you have already received it. So now you don't have to ask for it no more. You are standing on what you know in your spirit. So now you continually thank God for what you don't see. But in your spirit, you know that you have already received it. Now you thank God and you don't ask him for it no more because you know you already got it in the spiritual world. When God says, I will give you peace, 
You ask for peace. Now you start thanking him for his peace because you know that the promise is that he would give you his peace. So now you hold on to it by thanking God for what you know he promised you that he already had given you and you wait till it comes. But here we're talking about spiritual growth. I mean, you know your God is infinite. You know what? You may think you're grown, but you ain't that grown. You may think that you have have exceeded somewhere spiritually, but I want you to know God still can blow your socks off with your shoes on. I want you to know that we all are just scratching the surface. don't, don't, Don't compare yourself to other folks. Don't, don't compare to what you think that you're stronger than other folks. You're still not strong enough. As a matter of fact, if you're ever going to get to where God wants you to get to, you better stay hungry. You better stay asking. You better keep praying. George Beverly, who, who is a noted uh, Bible scholar himself, but he was also the baritone singer for Billy Graham in his old age. They said that he was sick. He knew he was dying. His, one of his friends was there, and they recorded a dream that he said that he had was more of a vision. He was walking with Jesus. The Lord will let me know. I'm getting ready to take you. But as he was walking, talking with Jesus, he came to this warehouse that had presents falling out the door. He asked Jesus, what is that? And Jesus said, go see. He picked up the first box, had his name on it. Picked up the second box, had his name on it. He began to go through the box, and then every one of them had George Beverly Shay on it. Now listen, he came back to Jesus and said, what is this? And the Lord said, those are all the gifts I have for you on your journey, and you left them unopened. My question is, how many blessings God wanted to give us, but we didn't stay on course to get them? How many blessings, how, how many gifts, how, how much did God, and sometimes we, 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 we tell God that, that, that he's not a good parent, but maybe the truth is we're not a good child. It's not that God holds back anything, it's just that sometimes we don't acquire what he has already given. I guarantee you that the blessings of God is more than what we have received, but we wasn't in proper position to receive them. And when we get to heaven, I think all of us are going to shed a tear or two based on what we could have had, but we didn't get because we was out of position and didn't trust God to do what he said he's going to do. You know what I'm talking about when we've been waiting on God and instead of waiting, we get out of position and we're going to do this thing by ourselves and God's blessing went back to heaven because we moved out of position. Then when we get in trouble because we done put our own finger in it when we should have stayed out of it. Uh, I'm just talking about prayer. I'm just talking about prayer. My my brother and sister, whether you're young or old, you don't know how much power you got in your contact with prayer. It's almost as though if the power went out and I'm still trying to speak through this mic, you cannot hear, hear the application of it because the power source is gone. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I hate to say this. You can be saved, but no power. Amen. Come to church every Sunday, but no power. And, we, and that's why there's no excitement. There's no joy. There's no, there's no, there's no, there's no looking forward. There's no hope. There's no, there's no, there's no, there's no expectation. 
How can you be walking with Jesus and not be excited? How can you be filled with the Holy Spirit and not be experiencing some miracles sometime? How, how, how can you be in intimacy with God and not hear the Holy Spirit speak every once in a while? How, how can you be a child of God and not feel the prompting of the Holy Spirit? How can you be, how can you be a child and not see God work through you at least sometime? There's a monkey on that line somewhere, and it's not on God's side. Well, we, we don't know how dynamic the Christian life is supposed to be because we're not tapped in to the power source. Listen, my brothers and sisters. No matter what has happened in your past, and let me share something. When the devil sees that God has much purpose for you, he'll get you stuck in your past so that you won't walk in your future. He'll throw monkey wrenches in your childhood and allow bad things to happen because he wants you to keep looking back instead of looking forward. Because he knows that if you ever, if you ever see a picture of what God has in store for you, you would tear his kingdom down. Who, whoever gave us the ideal that we are supposed to be afraid of Satan? Don't you remember the, the book in the Bible, in the book of Acts, that the sons of Skepha, who don't know Jesus, start trying to do what Paul did and they go into a situation where this man was possessed by a demon and they said we adjourn you in the name of Jesus and the demon said hmm he said let me let me let me he said he said let me see something I know Jesus I know he got power I know Paul hold on hold on let me go back they said, we adjourn you in the name of Jesus that Paul preaches about. Which means that they didn't know Jesus for themselves. Which means that they didn't have no power themselves. They thought it was just calling out a name. Guess what? If you're not hooked up, I don't care how much you call. <laughs> he said, he said, he said, I, I know Jesus. He's a bad shut your mouth. I know Paul, he's a bad shut your mouth. But who the blank is you? And he jumped on them and beat all of them up. Don't play with the name Jesus if you don't know him. This is for children only. You got to have a relationship with him then you can call on the name that there's power. Which means then that, that when hell hears that you're coming, they get scared. Because they know what stands behind you and you know your authority in Jesus. So when you go to war, you're not just doing it, but you're standing on the truth. You, your faith is energized. You know who you are. The devil can throw the past at you, and you say, yeah, that did happen. But guess what? My God is able. Yeah, I used to be that, but I'm not that no more. I've been changed by the blood. Yes, you thought you had me, but guess what? I have risen. This prayer that Paul is saying to them, it does not touch the physical in sense. He keeps it in the spiritual. And what we don't understand is our 
power. Our, our need is more in the spiritual level. Because when the spirit is aligned, everything else will fall in place. Don't you remember what Jesus says? He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these other things will follow. And he said, he said, if your spirit right, money comes. I would take care of everything else. Your deficit is that you're not seeking the right thing. But when you're strong spiritually, funny, 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 funny. I always wondered why Israel was so small when they're surrounded by so much land. Being over there, I discovered why. Makes perfect sense. Jesus was sent to the children of Israel. So in three and a half years, he had to be able to walk the whole kingdom. He went from upper north to south preaching to all the Jewish people. So the nation had to be small enough that he could cover it on feet. Show the picture. Show the picture. When we think of wilderness, we think we think we see trees and guess what? Desert. Hills, valleys. That is the wilderness that John the Baptist was in. That's the wilderness of the temptation of Jesus. There's literally rocks all over the ground. I've never seen so many rocks in my life. I've tripped on rocks. I rocked on rocks. Had to wear boots up to my ankle because you would twist your ankle. On the ground, before they even do agriculture, they had to move the rocks and the stones off the ground. Do you see any trees? Then how was Jesus a carpenter? The Greek word really means he was a builder. They use what they have. They have limestone and basset. Basset is rock from from a volcano, but most of this, that's all limestone. When he literally said the rocks cry out, the rocks literally cry out because what they built with was what they have in the land. They have white limestone, brown, tan limestone, and the most expensive is pink limestone. So the buildings is made out of limestone. Even today, the law is that you're going to build a building, you build it out of limestone. They have to ship wood in. So when we went to these sites where it's ruins, they used the rock that was in abundance. And these rocks tell the testimony of yesterday, because it's up under 10 feet of mud, and they would move the mud and the dirt, and then you would see, I saw the walls of Jericho. I saw the, I saw the outer wall, and I saw the inner wall, and the outer wall from the inner wall was 25 feet. And I saw how you could live inside of the wall and become an apartment. I see that because it was 25 feet, chariots could ride on top of the wall. I saw how the rocks fell down, and you saw the burn marks in the wall, in the ruins, where Joshua set it on fire, just like the Bible said. Literally, the rocks cry out and confirm everything the Bible says. That was the very of temptation. You want to talk about strong? They walked this with sandals on. They walked everywhere. They didn't have cars. So these pictures of Jesus being feminine, get that out your mind. 
Can you imagine taking best of limestone, which is some of the hardest rock, and taking a chisel and a hammer? He'd be like a mason. That's why when he's in the wilderness, the devil said, and it doesn't say F. I know the English says F. It is not F. It is since you are the son of God. Turn these rocks into bread. Why? Because there's rocks everywhere. doesn't make sense until you see it. And then it begins to come together. My brothers and sisters, he has Israel where they needed him. It only rained during the winter time. Listen to what I'm saying. No rain during the spring. No rain during the summer. You can't live without rain. So you know what they do? They pray to God it rains during the winter and then on top of the mountains it is snow so it works its way through the limestone and it comes up as springs down in the valley. Now watch this. If it doesn't rain, no springs. You know what God is saying? Israel is a model that I want my people to have to depend on me. And if I don't provide, it's not going to be. Like, I don't hear me. I want you to know that you are standing between feast and phantom. If you trust me or obey me, yes, it's going to be harvest. Yes, I saw carrots over there that was bigger than any carrot I've ever seen in my life. Uh -huh. I could take it and use it as a club and knock you out. I mean, and you stood between this and in between the, the abundance. When you talk about honey, he's not talking about honey from, 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 from bees. They got date trees all over the place. And they use date and squeeze it and make honey from it. Then they have sheep and goats. So you have milk. Milk. Let me throw you something else at you. John the Baptist ate date honey and not locusts because locusts is a curse. Honey, uh -huh. I mean, what's this? I'm in the market and I see fresh fruit, I see fish, and I see no flies. When I went to Africa, all I saw was flies. <laughs> They have the food laid out, and, and it's honor for you to eat their food. You got to eat their food, and you go get the rice, and they got to shoot the flies. You don't want to eat the rice, but... <laughs> it's disrespectful. Y'all <laughs> get the point. I ain't going... I ain't going... And here I'm in Israel, and I went to different fruits markets that's laying on ice. I did not see a fly. It was one letter that was translated wrong. And what John the Baptist, and it's really not Baptist, it's John the Baptizer. John the baptizer, what he ate was carob, which is off a tree, and it tastes like chocolate. Mm. 
ate a piece. Had a chocolatey taste to it. What I'm saying is this. If we trust God, what he provides is better than what we can imagine. Sitting with this family, we, we went to a worship service on, on a, I think it was a Friday night or a Saturday night. And, and they, these are Jewish people that are, are believers. And, and we intermingled with them. They came back to the hotel with us. I sat with a man where he's originally from Cuba because Cuba is one of the places that Jewish people ran to when Hitler started killing Jewish people. He was in the United States, went to college, got a degree in engineering, and God is calling Jewish people back from everywhere. Went to a military base over there, and, and as I was in the military base, there was one Jewish guy who came down, and he started talking. He talked just like us. He's from New Jersey, but he left New Jersey to join the military over there. Well, well, well we, 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 we are sitting there, and his little child, he got three boys, and a little one came to the dad. He said, Abba. And the father picked him up and sat him on his lap, and the boy just lay back. And the father put his hands around him, and, and the Lord said, that's what I want my people to do with me. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I want you to climb up on me. Listen, listen. It's a busy in the dinner room, there's people all over, and that little boy was, he, he, he didn't notice nothing else. He was just resting back on his father's chest, swinging his leg as satisfied and content as he could be because he knew that he was in his Abba's arms. My question is, have we found that place of peace? My question is that regardless of all the crazy stuff that is happening around you, that there is a place in Jesus that you can sit down on his lap and find your resting place and know that everything is going to be all right. What I'm saying is that in prayer, when you get there, when you know you got in his presence, trouble can't get in. The devil can't get in. Your peace comes. Your joy comes. Because you are resting in your Abba's arms. And you know he got you. There's a difference between talking and really trusting. And a lot of us in our prayer life, we're doing a whole lot of talking, but we haven't put no faith in it. We haven't climbed up on his lap and laid back that I know you got me. I know. Abba. Not Father. Abba, listen. That little boy that was in the park, yes, Lord. he was disturbing everything. Mm-hmm. Pacifying his mouth. Yeah. He had an attitude, too. Abba. Mom went over there. She backed up because he didn't want her. He wasn't content until his Abba not just come in front of him, but stooped. See, the little boy couldn't come up to his father. So his father, aren't you glad? Aren't you glad that God hasn't asked us to come up to him because we couldn't? But what happened is, 
He got down on his knees, stooped down to all of them, came out of eye with us, allow us to reach up our hand and touch his face, and our cry out of change. Will you know that he has touched you? Will you know that he's right where you are? Will, will you know that you got his attention? Watch David. Watch David in Psalms 31. Watch, watch David as, as we go to Psalms 31. David is, is running. He, 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 he's in trouble. He has messed up. And he says, he says, in you, O oh Lord, do I put my trust. You know, before you call him, you got to trust him. It does no good to call him if you're not going to trust him. See, 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 the failure is not on God's part. The failure is on our part. So I got to determine before I come to him that I'm going to trust him. No matter what it takes, no, no matter what I got to go through, I got a made up mind. I'm going to trust him. You see, see, he, he has proven himself up to this far. So if he kept me through all that, is there anybody in the house where God done brought you through? You know you wouldn't have made it. You know you'd be jacked up. But God done brought you this far. Matter of fact, y'all say he's keeping me right now. So if he brought you through that and he's keeping you now, won't he take you through everything? So I trust you, Lord. He says, I do put my trust and I seek my refuge. You know, that's what that little boy was doing. So I don't see you. I see some feet. I see your legs. But until I see you face to face, I don't care who tell me to be quiet. You know what? Sometimes you got to get desperate enough. You don't care who talks about you. You don't care who don't like you. You best get over trying to be liked by everybody. You, you, better, you better get beyond that everybody got to be your friend. You got to know who you are. And you got to be comfortable that if Jesus is your only friend, he's more than enough. Then he will send some friends that love him like you do. Uh, 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 see, 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 before we get to listen, this fulfills, this fulfills the Lord's prayer, the first part, hallowed be thy name. Thy will be done. In order for his will to be done in me, I got to get in position to hear his will. I got to come to him with faith, believing that, Lord, you're going to put me in the right place, and I'm going to stay right here. I ain't going no place until you tell me to go. I may be even in a place where I don't like, but as long as I'm resting in you, it's okay. I don't like where I'm at, but I'm in Jesus' arms. And as long as I'm in Jesus' arms, everything is going to be. Let's move on. Let me never be put in shame. I watch this. David is really saying, I know that my hope in you, I will never be disappointed. When I put correct hope in you, not a wrong expectation, but the right expectation. You will always do what you said you're going to do. I don't know when. Now, don't be like me, expecting annuals to come up every year. It wasn't the flower's fault. Here I was, mad at the flowers, mad at the people who, who sold me the flowers because I expected it was that I didn't read the direction. If I would have read the package, I would have known I had to go buy some more. And, and we approach God that way. 
listen, 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 listen. He says, never be disappointed. Deliver me in your righteousness because, Lord, you can't help but be righteous. Righteous is who you are. I trust you. I know your character. And even though situation may be bad, life is unfair. People are unfair. I'm not looking at folks. I'm looking beyond all the mess, all the mess that is going on. I'm looking beyond all the stuff that is happening around me. There's always going to be noise. The devil always going to be messing. Folks are always going to be messy. There's going to be always somebody there that is messing with you. But you got to get to the place that you can block out all the mess. Focus on the one who knows you, who loves you, who got you, that's going to keep you and put your faith in him. I'm telling you, life is up and down, but Jesus is always the same. You're going to have to some friends lose some friends, walk away from some friends. Folks come and go, but Jesus will never leave you. Go through divorce, stop. Jesus will never leave you. Mama will let you down. Daddy will let you down. But Jesus will never leave you. Family will talk about you, but... Listen. Be my rock of refuge, of strong. You know what happens? When you are in his arm, it changes. You go from be to you are. <laughs> you go from I'm calling you to I'm resting in you. You go from I need your peace, I got your peace. You go from requesting to thinking. Listen, and none has changed yet. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Situation looks bad, but God got you in this perfect peace. You don't know how you're going to make it. All you know that right now everything is all right. You know God got his hand. It doesn't even make sense to you. Everybody else is pulling out their hair, and here you are. You got a smile on your face, a strut in your walk, and folks think maybe you done lost it. No, you don't know who I know. I know Jesus, and he's all right with me. He's everything I need him to be. He's my fortress. He's my strong tower. He's my peace. He's my joy. Right now, he is. You know what is strange? Both babies were sucking pacifiers. <laughs> but you know what was the same? When they was close to their father, it made everything all right. The one father picked his son up, put him on his lap, and just put his arm around him. The other father bent down so the son could reach up and touch his face. Do you know what Jesus did? When he became one of us, do you realize that he who knew no sin 
became sin for you and I. Do you know that he played in your sin to deliver you from your sin so you don't have to play with it no more? Do you realize he got up under your hurt so that no matter what the hurt was, you don't have to be hurt by it no more? Because he got up under your hurt and lifted up your hurt off of you and took the full weight of your hurt. Do you realize that your healing of your heart is in Jesus? And if you just give it to him, he will raise you up out of your hurt and you won't be ashamed of what you used to be, what happened to you, but he will use everything you've been through to give you a testimony that you can tell somebody, this happened to me, that happened to me, this person hurt me, that person hurt me. I'm standing here by the grace of God, and if it had not been for Jesus that healed my broken heart, I would have died a long time ago. But I'm here and I'm satisfied because he got me. He's my Abba. He's my daddy. He's my daddy. Can't do nothing by myself. Can't make it by myself, but I don't have to. He's my fortress and my strong tower. He is the lily in the valley. He is the rose of shattered. He's good. I don't understand. Why he loves us so much. You know what? Why would you miss out on a love like this? And you can't blame nobody but yourself. Yeah, but they did this. Move them out of the way. Everybody suffer lack. All of us got a story. But Jesus came to undo what the devil did. So quit talking about what the devil did. Catch hold of what Jesus does and come on. Let's start walking in this power and authority that he has given us. You don't know who you are. Let Jesus show you who you are, that you can rise up and say, in the name of Jesus. Power. Power. Looking not back, but forward. to see what he has for us. That the tragedy of our past will become the glory of our testimony of the future. Fifteen times it says in Christ. In the one chapter of Ephesians chapter one. Because he says that the benefit package comes when you are in Christ. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now watch this. If you don't read the benefit package, you don't know what comes for free. You might have stock options and you haven't taken advantage of it. The company, me, the company may, may match dollar for dollar, 
every dollar you put into your retirement fund and you ain't taking advantage of it. You may get free dental care and you ain't taking advantage of it. You may get free glasses because you haven't read what's in your benefit package. You running around half blind saying I can't afford glasses and you don't have to pay for it. Who knows? You may get free weave. I doubt it, but it might be in the package. You ought to read it for yourself and see. And here you are spending your whole paycheck on some human hair. It may be in the benefit package. If you don't read the package, you don't know. And how we miss, how we miss, had to wake you up, had to wake you up. Y'all fall asleep on me, now y'all woke up. They woke now, they woke now. You like, they woke now. I said, we, they woke up. I said, ha! What's in your spiritual benefit package? What's in your spiritual benefit package? That we haven't opened up. Listen to this. It's free. It's free. Tell your neighbor, it's free. It's yours. Now tell them, go get it. 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 Listen. The last thing I want, the last thing I want is to stand before Jesus. Come on back now. Come on back. Come on back. The last thing I want is to stand before Jesus. And he said, I had this for you. I had this for you. Let me, throw, let me throw something else at you, then I'm closing. There is, when you're saved, a time limit on receiving the blessing that was meant for you in that period of time. One of the probably heart-wrenching things <clears throat> that can happen is when you realize and you try to go back and open that door and the door is locked. And that blessing, which should have been yours, is gone. I'm not talking about salvation. I'm talking about your walk in Jesus. And what should have been yours, and because you didn't attain it by faith, there's some doors that have been shut and locked because we didn't appropriate it in the right length of time. (laughs) We just missed out on what should have been ours. Listen, listen, listen. Israel stands before blessing and fanning. But so do we. And you can yell and bless all the time, but don't be living it. Amen. He's telling the truth. Amen. Amen. Yes, uh-huh. yes, it's more than talk. It's the reality yes, of who he is uh-huh. and being a child and knowing I'm his yes, child. Yes, Amen. 
and I'm going to trust you even for what I can't see. Because if I can see it, I don't need faith to attain it. Abba. I'm your child. Abba. Let me come up on your lap. Abba. Bend down and meet me where I'm at. Abba. My hope is in you. My trust is in you. My desire is in you. My future is in you. My desire is in you. Abba, you're everything I need. You're everything I want. You're my satisfaction. You're my heart desire. When I got you, I got everything else. If I'm going to begin in prayer, I got to begin in seeing the relationship between me and him as that. Do you know him? Do you know him? 